Welcome to Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. My guest is Andrew Gilman. He is the media specialist for the APP Pickleball Tour. Our first news story. Dallas is going crazy. This week, since Dak Prescott is out for the season and Andy Dalton, the backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, suffered a concussion, this week, the starting job went to four-string quarterback Garrett Gilbert. I do not know how many quarterbacks will Dallas start, but already it does not look too good. Next in the news, free agents. Antonio Brown is back. Brown, after being dropped by two teams last year and not playing the first half of the year, finally a team picked him back up. The Tampa Bay Bucks are the brave team to pick up Antonio Brown. Strange news alert, we've all been there. You're craving a McFlurry or a milkshake. You drive to McDonald's excited to fill yourself with cold and sugary goodness. But when you finally make it to the counter, you hear those dreaded words. The ice machine is broken. A 24-year-old software engineer launched McBroken, a website that aims to end such terrible experiences once and for all. The site displays a map of every McDonald's located in the U.S. Locations with a working ice machine get a green dot. Locations without one get a red dot. The site displays statistics. Recently, 7.5% of McDonald's ice cream machines in the U.S. are broken, including 15.2% of those in New York. This app is exciting news for one and all. I wonder what's next for McDonald's. A hamburger truck or maybe McFried, letting you know when a fresh batch of fries are ready. Our next segment is Unscripted. Some shows have mystery create or a fancy producer give them content. Me, I have a lucky Patriots hat. I'm going to draw out some news and opinions from the week and give you my unscripted reaction. These are not just hot takes. They are in fuego. The first question is, the Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series. Did anyone notice outside of L.A.? I do not think so. No one noticed. That's what happens when baseball fades in in importance. Now back to football, basketball, and the rest of sports we watch. The next question is, Gonzaga opened as the number one ranked team in the college basketball. Will they still be in that spot when the season ends? They will likely go into the tournament at the number one team because they play in a cupcake conference. But I believe that one of the better schools are Kansas, Duke, and Kentucky will take them down when they get to the big dance. The last question. If ketchup, mustard, salsa, mayo, Tabasco, and guacamole are competing for top five condiments, which one gets knocked out? Wow, that's really tough. My first thought is mayo, but it's such a staple. I cannot take that out. Salsa is also likely to lose here. Can I have a tie with mayo and salsa at number five? That's my answer. A tie at number five. Or I will find someone with six fingers and have a top six. That does it, folks, for unscripted segment. Now, Gabriel. It's time for a perfect ten. 
Sports Trivia with an Attitude. We have a new host, but the rules stay the same. Two contestants will go head-to-head over 10 questions with a special tiebreaker in case of an emergency. Each contestant will shout out their name as a way to buzz in. They are playing for pride, not prize. But if one of them manages to the ultimate feat of a perfect 10, getting all 10 questions right, they will win the prize of a lifetime. In this corner, we have our newest contender, Andres. And in this corner, our two-time defending champion, Zachary. Zach, you are only one win away from reaching champion status. Win today and you go on to the tournament and champions at the end of the year. Zachary, Andres, are you ready to rumble? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Question one. Who is the only team to ever go undefeated in the NFL regular season and postseason? Zach. Zachary. The Dolphins. That is correct. Zach, you have won. On to the next question. How many NBA championships has LeBron won? Zach. Zachary. Five. Wrong. Oh, Andre. Yeah. Like 12? Come on. No. <laughs> the answer is four. It's, it's four, it's yeah. Four. Okay, oh, on yeah. to the next question. Zach is winning 1-0. Which famous golf tournament's prize is the green jacket? Zach. Zach. Can oh, the Masters. The Masters. The Masters. Yeah, All right, next question. What soccer club won the Champions League? Andres. Correct. It is two to one. Okay, so this is question five. The score is two to one. Zachary, you're winning. What team won the 2020 World Series? Zachary. Los Angeles Dodgers. Correct. Now it is three to one. On to question six. What famous Broncos quarterback who won two Super Bowls and now is the Zach. president of the Broncos? Who? Zachary. Payne Manning. Wrong. Oh, no. I know I know who it is. Uh, Andres? Yeah? I don't know much about football, but I know that the last person, last quarterback to win the, the Super Bowl was Patrick Mahomes. No, that is wrong. Can <laughs> I answer? Is, the answer is John, John Elway. Elway. Okay, the the score is three to one. Question seven: What quarterback did Jimmy Garoppolo back up before being traded to the 49ers? Zach. Zachary. Tom Brady. Correct. It is four one. On to question eight: What team won the twenty twenty Stanley Cup? Zach. Zachary. Um, the Lightning. Correct. It is now five to one. On to question nine. What woman has the most tennis grand slams in the modern era? Exactly. Serena Williams. That is correct. Now it is six to one. Last question. Where did the Los Angeles Dodgers play before moving to Exactly. Exactly. Um, Brooklyn. Correct. Now that was seven to one. A blowout. Let's go. Nice try, Andres. Congratulations, Zachary. You are moving on to the Tournament of Champions against Jordan. Do you think you can beat the champ? Then email us at littlemanbigmouthshow at gmail.com. 
Now we'll go on to stick by your picks. For those new to the show, Gabriel and I dissect the NFL schedule one week at a time. We pick our winners of five games each week. These are ironclad picks. That's right, we are very confident. We will not change our minds or picks, no matter what happens between now and the game. Our lawyers have asked us to let you know that you should not put your house on our picks. This is for entertainment purposes only. We are now up to week 14. Announcer, tell us the first game. The New England Patriots visit the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are favored by four points. The Patriots will beat Goff and the Rams, just like they did in the Super Bowl. I totally disagree with you. The Rams will demolish a terrible New England team, which will not get to 500. Announcer, what is the next game? The Miami Dolphins are 7.5 point underdogs at home as they host the Kansas City Chiefs. Tua and the Dolphins will beat the reigning Super Bowl champs because the Dolphins' defense is top-notch with being the best scoring defense in the NFL. I agree with you. For once, I agree with you. The Dolphins will pull up the biggest upset yet. Tua will lead the Dolphins to victory. Announcer, what is the next game? The Denver Broncos cross the country to play the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are underdogs by one and a half points. Drew locked and loaded will be Christian McCaffrey in an okay defense, who Noah Fan, Philip Lindsay, and Jerry Judy will tear apart in a double-digit win in Charlotte. I disagree with you. Teddy Bridgewater will lead the Panthers to victory because they just got the best running back right now in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey. Broncos have the worst defense in the NFL right now. They left so many points, and that is why Christian McCaffrey will run all over the Broncos' defense. Nice. Announcer, what is the next game? The Buffalo Bills host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Bills and Steelers are both good teams. So, I'm going to go for a tie here. 50-50. I totally disagree with you. Maybe that's what it looks like on paper, but I think the Bills will win this one with an amazing quarterback in Josh Allen and Big Banks on the road. Announcer, what is the last game? The Cleveland Browns host Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. The Browns are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. The Ravens will go to Cleveland and tear apart the Browns defense and Baker Mayfield with throw three picks in that game. I agree with you. I think that the Ravens will win this one even with a good Browns team. It is the Browns and they won't beat the Ravens in the doghouse. And that does it for Stick by Your Picks. My guest today is Andrew Gilman. Andrew is a media specialist for Association of Pickleball Professionals Tour, a journalist, creator, and writer. Andrew has worked for several newspapers, a magazine, Fox Sports Southwest, and been a sports radio host. In addition, he created a company for high school athletes. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me on, and thanks for my patience on my uh, lack of uh, technical ability. I, I, I'm not quite as sharp as you 13-year-olds. <laughs> So, I'll catch up, though. 
I'll catch up. Just give me another chance. I'm good. You have a passion for pickleball. For those in my audience who may not know the sport, can you give them a short explanation? Sure, sure. Pickleball is uh, super easy to play. Uh, it's kind of like tennis and it's kind of like ping pong. It's a mix between the two. And I like to tell people it's sort of like ping pong if you were standing on the table. It's, a, it's, a, it's an easy way to play uh, tennis. It takes a little bit of touch and a little bit of finesse and a lot of strategy. Uh, but unlike tennis, you don't have to hit the ball really hard or forceful to be successful. Yeah. So you were talking about how you know how to play. So how did you get into pickleball? Well, uh, me and my son and my wife were on a vacation to California where my parents live. And just like you in uh, Florida, it's very big um, in warm weather areas. A lot of older folks play. And... Um, I was out there and they taught me how to play and I came back home and I thought, oh, this sounded really fun. And I watched a couple of YouTube videos and then I Googled up um, where to go in Oklahoma city and who to play with. And I just got into it that way and sort of got addicted to it that real quick. So that was only a couple of years ago. So I'm still fairly new to the sport. Wow. So I have to ask the question, did pickleball find you or did you find pickleball? <laughs> That's um. It's probably a mix of both, honestly. My parents introduced me to it, but from there, you know, I, I sort of got a one-track mind on it. So I, I took advantage of everything I could do and got involved in it and created a job in it and decided to be a pickleball teacher. And now I'm working three jobs in pickleball, teaching people wow. how to play. And then, like you mentioned earlier, uh, traveling around the country with the pickleball tour. So I'd say... I'd say it's, I found pickleball, but it found me first. Does that answer your question? Yes, yes, it does. Good. So you, you serve as the media director for the Pickleball Tour. Tell us about the tour and your role. Well, that's a good question. Um, my role is to try to tell the stories of the players who are involved in the game. So uh, week to week, stop to stop, uh, places like, Cincinnati, uh, places like uh, uh, Chicago, which is Chicago, also to South Carolina. I think there's a stop in Florida in January, so I'll be heading that way as well. Um, each of these places, the pros show up and play a tournament. Of course, they're getting paid to play. And uh, I write the stories and try to feature the players and talk about what they do right and what they do and all the stuff that they do on the court. And we put it out on Facebook and some other places, and you can read all about the players. Wow, that's so amazing. Um, so there's a basketball season in winter, football season's in fall. Is there a pickleball season? Well, I got to ask you, in Florida, does it ever get cold where you are? Is it always warm? Do you always get to wear shorts and a T-shirt? Yeah, mostly. Okay. Well, that means that pickleball season is 365 days a year where you are. <laughs> but places like where I am in Oklahoma or Chicago or Cincinnati or uh, other colder climates, you might have to go indoors. Mm. Um, the official pickleball season, I don't know. if uh, It's not like football where it's in the fall and basketball in the winter. It sort of runs all year. And if you can find a game and a couple friends to play with, you can go indoors or outdoors. You just got to worry about the wind, not the mm. temperature. Oklahoma, it's really windy. So we got to be careful on that stuff. Yeah, you do. Uh your career has been around sports. You've covered sports for your college paper, worked in the sports media, and worked with athletes. When did you know that you wanted to get involved with sports? Um, hmm. 
how old are you? You said 13, right? Yes. I would say I was probably about 12 or 13 because uh, like you, uh, I'm sure that you're consumed with sports and you have your favorite football and basketball teams too. And when I was little, I really um, only cared about two teams, uh, Oklahoma football, Oklahoma basketball. So I guess that's one, that's two teams. And then one more, the Boston Red Sox. And so I would open up the paper every morning and check on all the box scores and check to see how my teams were doing and check out all the stats that I could. And of course that was before the internet and at our house, we didn't even have ESPN. Um, so I had to read the newspaper every day and I decided that at that point I just wanted to be involved in sports. So probably about sixth or seventh grade. And, and then by the time I got to college and, and met your dad and realized oh, I might be able to do sports for a real living, I, it, it took off at that point. That's very nice. So you you knew at a young age. That's very good. Yes, I definitely did. You worked in the sports media and you worked with magazines and newspapers. Is there a media writer or talking head that you admire today? Um, well, you've seen Pardon the Interruption with Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon, I'm sure. That's a great show on ESPN. I like their style. I like both of those guys. Um, I grew up and I like uh, reading... Uh, Rick Riley from Sports Illustrated. Of course, there's some local writers here that have been uh, influential in my career as being mentors for me. So uh, a number of different people. But I think when I was about your age, I would just consumed everything that was sports. So if it was in the newspaper or if it was in Sports Illustrated, I was definitely, definitely making sure that I read it. Okay, so you're a big sports nut. So yeah, even, think, even uh, before TV, you, you love sports. Well, not, I wouldn't say before TV, but even before the internet. Certainly before oh, the internet. I'm not that old. Come on now. <laughs> when you were growing up, did you have a favorite sports player? Um, well, it probably goes back to my question before, or the question you asked me before on which teams did I like. Anything, anyone who played for Oklahoma football, anyone who played for the Boston Red Sox were my favorites. I loved Roger Clemens. As a young kid, I loved all the OU football players. Uh, Brian Bosworth was a favorite of mine. You might have heard of him. I liked Wayman Tisdale, uh, who was a great player at OU also. Yeah. And uh, if they played for my favorite teams, uh, I was all about it. I definitely watched Red Sox games that I could. And, and I, I was lucky enough to go to a lot of Oklahoma football and basketball games. They were so close to my house. And I sold popcorn and hot dogs and sodas at the game. I was able to go to all of those games and be in the stadium for all of those games. So it was easy to become a big fan. Yeah, I bet it was. I love sports, and I'm interested in sports journalism and broadcasting. Is it hard to be a sports fan and work in sports media at the same time? I think that's a great question. Um, it was – it's not hard to get involved in it, but – once you do get involved in it, if you want to try to be unbiased, uh, it, it can be difficult. Who's your favorite sports teams? Uh, I got the Patriots, the Red yep. Sox, like you mentioned, yep. and the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia Bulldogs, okay. I got a lot of friends that are Georgia Bulldogs fans, and my family's from the Boston area, so you got a lot of Patriots fans and Red Sox fans too, so you pick some good winners. Now, the question is, if we went to a Red Sox game and you were up there and you were in charge of making sure to write a recap of the game, do you think you could be unbiased about it? Or would you be too big of a fan? That's it's hard. Sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's hard to do. But I think when you're working as a professional and you know that it's your job and you know that it's the most fair thing to do, 
then it becomes a little bit easier. But for us, as for me as a 13-year-old, I don't think I could have done it. For me as a 40-year-old, it's much easier. I think when you get a little bit older and you get more into it, it's easier to become more unbiased. But totally. I wouldn't worry about that for now. Just be – as long as you're a big sports fan and you can get involved in it, I think that's a great start. Thank you for the advice, though. Thank you. You're um, welcome. If you could be involved with any sport or cover any sporting event, what would it be? Hmm. I've, I've been to some Final Fours. I've been to some big college football games. Those are really fun. I've even been to lots of high school games that I thought were really fun to cover and be a sports journalist at. But I think for me, since I've been a Red Sox fan so long, I think I would really love to cover a World Series game. I've never, I've never done that before. I've, I haven't ever been in a press box or in a writing capacity for a big baseball game. So that, that would probably be my first choice. It wouldn't That's be a great. Super Bowl. It would definitely be a World Series for sure. That's a great choice. You created a business to consult with high school's athletes. What advice would you give someone who's a high school athlete and dreams of going professional? Well, my business when I was consulting with them was not about whether they should go professional or if they had the skill to be professional. It was more about being careful about what we do online, on Facebook or on Twitter or different things like that. You need to be extremely careful about what you post. Make sure that you're... Uh, uh, not necessarily polite, but make sure you don't say things that could come back and get you into trouble. Because as you know, once it's online, it's very permanent. It doesn't go away, right? When we're yeah. doing this podcast, you're going to put it out there. If I said something ridiculous, then somebody could come back and say, hey, listen, what did you tell them on that podcast? That wasn't appropriate. Yeah. So I tried to make sure to consult with these high school kids and their coaches and their administrations that you need to make sure to be really careful about what we post online and, and how that information gets out there because you might not get a college scholarship if you say the wrong thing at the wrong time, despite being a really good athlete, because it right. could come back to cost you. That's a great message, message and more, more. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, it's good advice for any of us to follow, to be careful about what we say. Yeah, right? That's great advice to know about the um, social media. And, and yeah, that's exactly uh, right. As someone who has worked with athletes and seen sports from the inside, what does the average person not know about the people who, who we watch on the field? Oh, man, I, that is an excellent question. It is hard to know uh, from the outside, you know, because I spent a lot of time mostly covering the NBA. So I spent a lot of time around players that you've probably heard of, Kevin Durant, uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, James Harden, those guys all played in Oklahoma City at the same time. Of course, they've gone their separate ways since then. None of those three players even play for Oklahoma City. So the local fans here are really disappointed in that because they had such a fine team here for so many years. But I think what most people don't realize is these players, although they look like giants on the court and they're really tall and big and fast and athletic, they're really not that much different than you and me in the sense that they're just regular guys. They post things on Twitter. They go out to dinner, they have friends, but we scrutinize almost all of their moves all of the time. You know, like you say, if Russell Westbrook misses a free throw, we write about it in the newspaper, we put it on the internet. If, right. you, make a B in, if you make a B in your algebra class, not everyone's writing about that. Nobody cares about that as much, right? Yeah. So what, what we need to realize about these guys is they're, they're not that much different than you or I. They're just a lot taller, faster, and make a lot more money. Other than that, they're exactly the same. If you could play any sport, what would you play? Oh, man. 
Well, do you play baseball? Uh, no, I'm not. No. What What sports do you play? First of all, uh, football, lacrosse. Oh and man, lacrosse. I'm not tough enough to play football. I was too scared of the ball in baseball. Um, not tall enough for basketball. That pretty much leaves me with only a few sports. I do play quite a bit of pickleball, so that's really fun. But I think if I could have played anything successfully, uh, it would have been soccer because you don't have to be tall. You don't necessarily have to be fast. Uh, you can do a lot of different things and a lot of different skill sets, and I'm a big soccer fan. So wow. I, wish I'd, I wish I had gone on and played some more soccer in my in my life, uh, I think I would have could have been a little bit more successful, but that would be my first choice is to play like Premier League soccer at the highest level would, or the U.S. national team. That that would have been a dream come true for sure. That's a great that's a great answer. So thank you, Andrew. I really I really appreciate you being my guest today. As thank part of every me. as part of every interview, I ask my guests to take a short rapid fire quiz. Okay. I will give you two options. You will choose the best. The one that you like best. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Can you give me a second to catch my breath? Okay, now I'm ready. Marvel or DC? Marvel or DC? Can I say neither? I don't read any comics. That's my <laughs> son's answer. I don't, I, I don't even know the difference between the two. That's a terrible question for me. <laughs> I don't know any of that stuff. Sorry, man. Cats or dogs? Uh, definitely dogs. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, 100%. Being inside or outside? Um, outside. Car or motorcycle? Car. Football or football? Football. Pool or beach? Pool. Netflix or Amazon Prime? That's a tough one because I go back and forth. I'll say Netflix. Hot dog or hamburger? Depends on if it's a really good kosher hot dog. If it's a kosher hot dog, give me kosher hot dog. If it's not, give me hamburgers. Can I answer it that way? <laughs> yes. Okay, kosher hot dog then. Jayhawks or Sooners? Uh, Jayhawks for basketball, Sooners for football. I, I, that way I get out of it have to answer a tough question. <laughs> and finally, my listeners really want to know, what is your highest score in bowling? Highest score in bowling? I'm sure your listeners really want – I think I bowled a 155 one time. I am not a good bowler. I don't have good patience for bowling. Not very good. Good, good score. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for, so much for your time. It was fun talking with you. Thanks for having me on. This is a real pleasure. I don't get to do interviews like this very much, so I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you, Andrew, for that amazing interview. What would sports talk be without this? Bupkis. So here's my list of the day. Football has some scary teams out there, like the Lions, Panthers, and Bears. Oh my! At the same time, there are some teams that you don't fear. Today's list, top five least intimidating NFL team names. Number five, the Dolphins. Look, Mom, it's Flipper jumping through a hoop. Number four, the Packers. What are they packing? Dad, the movers are here to box up our stuff. Number three, the saints. Who is afraid of a person who only does good deeds? Number two, the browns. What can brown do for you? Paint your walls, deliver your packages. Browns certainly will not scare you on the football field.
and finally my number one least intimidating NFL football team, the the football team. Thank you, Washington, for being too lazy to choose a name. All right, thanks for joining me for this edition of the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast. Check out our next episode when it drops. Until then, see ya! You can find the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast on your favorite podcast service. Listen, subscribe, and review to let others know how much you love the show. You can also follow us on Instagram, Little Man Big Mouth Show. This has been a Hefeweizen podcast production.